0: Fantastic. Um, If you are here for the very first time, and this is your first Sunday with us, uh, you're really welcome, and uh, we thank the Lord that you're with us. Um, If you are here for, for the first time, we have one of these travel mugs that we would like to give you, and, or, sorry, you can't have one and the other, or one of these bags, a tote bag, you can have one of those, or one of those. We are so pleased that you're here with us Um, And would you mind filling out one of these? It's a welcome home card, and we'd love for you just to fill out one of these cards with your details and then give it to one of the hosting team who've got family, church, team written on it. So that would be great. That way we can keep in contact with you about uh, what's happening in church and uh, in the life of what we're all doing. Um, I'm going to share the notices and what's happening in the life of the church at the end of the service. Because at the end of the service, I know whether I need to go quicker or whether I can just take my time. If I do that now, I'm going to rush the word. And I don't want to rush the word. So I'm going to just move my stage around a little bit. There we go. So we've been looking at the thoughts over the last few weeks uh, about running our best race, running our best lap for each one of us We are in a race. The Bible, over and over again, passage after passage, and we've looked at a number of them uh, over the last few weeks, is about running our best lap. Not you running my run, my race, my, my lap, I'm to run my race, you're to run yours in the journey of your life. And we need to remember that in our race, Jesus was at the start and he will also be at the finish. You know, no matter how old you are or the journey of your life, and how long you've been running, Jesus will be there at the end of your race. He's the author, the finisher, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. He is there also in the journey. In that, I, I don't know about you, but that is so reassuring to me in the journey of my life that I'm not just running on my own, aimlessly thinking, "Am I in God's will? Am I doing God's will?" I know that he is running with me. He is my coach. You know, the Bible very clearly says that, that he is the comforter. He is the one who, the pastorate, the one who comes alongside, the one in that sense who is the coach. As we run, he is shouting the instructions. He's instructing us and guiding us along our way. And it's just reassuring that not only is he at the beginning of this race, but he is going to be there at the end. And all the way through, he is there leading us and guiding us instructing us in the way in which we should go. We all have this personal race. Are you running yours to the best of your ability? That is the question I'm throwing out over and over again. Because there's some people who say, Marie, last week, you turned around and said, probably not. And I had to agree. Not that Marie's not running her best race, (laughs) that I'm probably not running my best as well. And that we all need to tighten up our shoes and, and make sure that we're focused on the journey ahead, that we are running the best race that we can. Some of us in this journey may have a tendency to look at somebody else's life and think, I wish my life looked like that. Or I wish I could be running like they run. And we, we compare ourselves amongst ourselves. And the Bible says it's so unwise Why? Because they are not in your race. They are not running in your lane. They're not overcoming your obstacles. So please don't ever look at somebody else's life and say, oh, they seem to have it all so good. I wish it were my life. Love the life that God's given you and run that race to the very best of your ability. We're going to turn to a scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. Um, We've... Hit it, but we've not really delved into it. Um, so we're going to read Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. And you know, there are so many favorite passages in the Bible. Um, this again is probably one of my favorites because I was a runner at one time, um, not so much now. It says in verse 1, Therefore, we also, therefore is always um, used to see, whenever you see the word therefore in the Bible, have a look. What went before it? Because what went before it is in context to what it's saying here. And, and in context, Hebrews 11 comes before, which is the heroes of faith, those that had run their race, those that had overcome situations, those that had seen the power of God, those that had done incredible things for God. And he's saying, therefore, having seen all the things that they've done, therefore we also... Have a look at what they've done, now we also. Since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses that have gone behind in Hebrews 11, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Those need to be words that are imprinted on the very heart of your life. Therefore, because of Hebrews 11, we now also run our race. They, some of them saw the promises of God come to pass. Some of them, they died before they saw the promises come to pass, but they remained faithful in the journey. Therefore, we also do the same thing. We lay aside the things, we deal with the things, and we move on in this race. And I want to examine just the last few words in chapter uh, verse 1 of chapter 12. It says this, and the writer of Hebrews puts it this way, the race that is set before us. You don't set your race. There is a race that is set before you. There is a journey that you will outwork in the journey of your life. There is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Are we running... On at least one of those three options the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Like I've said before, the perfect will of God is as the crow flies. You will get from A to Z in a straight line. It's the perfect will of God. It's that route. It's not saying there won't be obstacles along the way, but it's the most direct route. The good, the acceptable. Are we on the acceptable? I'd sooner be on the good rather than the acceptable because the acceptable, it uh, it includes many of our detours along the way. See, we can detour. I'm not saying we won't get to the end result. We will still get to the same end result, but our detours take us on some of the journeys that actually the Lord didn't intend, but We went our way. We did things our way. We chose our preferences. You know, like David, when all the kings and and the men of war should have been out at battle, he chose to stay at home, looking over the balcony, seeing Bathsheba having a bath, decides then to um, have a relationship with her, had a baby with her, uh, and then kills her husband. But he should have been out to war. He should have been out in a different place. But because he decided that he wasn't going to go in the perfect will, he went his acceptable will. There were obstacles along the way. It's incredible how we can detour and then add issues to our journey. But we still get to the ultimate destination. Here, it says, the race that is set before us. There is psalm 139 says before we lived one day before we took our first breath our days were penned out before us that shows me that there there is a journey that god will make sure we will find along the way but how many times do we get in the way of the perfect will or the perfect place where god wants us i don't want us to keep falling into these things and do you know what the key to not keep falling into these mistakes is to lay aside every weight and sin see these are all connected and linked and as we as we look at this and as we as we open our heart to say god what is your will lord your will be done On earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't say, my will be done on earth. You know, some people say, oh yeah, I've got a great pay rise. It means I'm going to move out the area. Someone actually said that could happen to them today, that I'm not thinking of you right now. But you know what? Is that your will or his? His will will for you may be, stay where you are, because I've got even a better job coming if you hang around. So what is the will of God? It's believing that he will reveal that rather than just going for the better paycheck. What is the will of God in the journey? We need to have such wisdom as we trust God in our lives. So we're called to run. And we're called to run our race. But there are things that slow us down. There are things. Lay aside every weight. And the sin. I love the fact that there is dis- there's a distinction. There are weights that come our way, and there are sins that come our way. And we need to be watchful of the things that are slowing us down in our race. And I really want this morning to encourage you to lay aside some stuff, but also to lay hold of some stuff. If we can, if today, and this has been my prayer through this week, how would it feel like today? if you were able to lay aside some stuff that has been bugging you, nagging at you, or had a root in your life for a long time? How would that feel for you to walk out of here today? You know, I've got my little rucksack. Here we go. Let's see if I can put this thing on. So I've got my little rucksack. This is where I keep all my... If I pull it too tight, you're going to see how fat I am. <laughs> but if I don't pull it tight enough, it may not work. Hang on, just wait for me. Wait, there we go. There we go. Is that right? Is that good? Oh, I'm pulling the wrong thing. <laughs> there we go. Just not pull my shirt up. There we go. So I got my I got my I got my weight. Now, we all carry one of these. Every single person, we have the potential to carry weights in our life. Whether the bag or the container is empty is what you do with your heart. Keep your heart, the Bible says, Proverbs 4, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it will flow the issues of life. The issues of life, or the forces of life, or the the things of life, they can either be godly, or they can be the weights that we carry in our life. So today you can go out empty of any weight, or you can go out full. I'm going to just release this a little bit. I feel like I'm bulging. (laughs) I'm a slim pastor. There we go. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you to help me. Is that all right? You're going to help me preach. Claire, if you can come with your um, board and pen. I have the pen here. And I'm going to ask you to help me with some weights. What do you think... What do you think would be classed as a weight? Jealousy. Jealousy. That's a good weight that you can carry in your life? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> now, I've got to remember what I've got down here. Uh, yes, hate is a very good one as well. So you're going to throw some at me that. So jealousy and hate, if we can chuck those up, that'd be great. Bittering. Bitterness, right? We have a business. Now, someone, you've got some brown envelopes around near you. Well, some of you have. If you have bitterness could you please let me know Sam you got one right next to you There we go everyone's grabbing their their bags now fantastic it's all, it's going to be on the front of your on the very front the very front of the envelope on the front of your envelope bitterness right here we go now I'm on my journey all right you can start sending some more out so this is my journey I'm running my best race popping me back not the envelope just the weight this could be a long morning hurry up (laughs) is it in? okay next word someone give a word to clear, because I'm going to be tired Unforgiveness. unforgiveness I've got an unforgiveness has anybody got unforgiveness? thank you see I'm running my race is it in? Anger, we have an anger. Someone, oh, when well, I'm filmed. <sighs> All right, we got an anger. Anybody else? Fear, we have a fear. Okay. I put extra deodorant on this morning just for your knowledge, right? Is it in? Yes, good. Next one. Who? Insecurity, there may be someone in this room and you may be carrying insecurity in your life, all right? I'm being in... Hang on, hang on, hang on, please. <laughs> Let me get the weight in. Right. Okay, who did we say at the back? Right at the back. Rejection. Is that a weight that we can carry on our back? Rejection, someone rejecting you, Yes. Right. Let me get back to the front. <laughs> next one. Hurts. Who hurts. hurts? If we got hurt over there, <laughs> that's what I feel right. about now. <laughs> Let me try. Okay. Next word. Worry. Who? Says worry. My shirt's coming up. <laughs> Embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> worry, we've got to worry. Hang on, I can't get that over my... There we go. Are we, Are we in? Are we in? Yes, we're in. Right, let me get back to the front. Who? Who's next? Guilt, who had guilt? I'm not bulging, am I? Right, we have a guilt... Are we in? you got to get a fence. I've got a fence. Yeah. Who had a fence? Yeah. Are we in? Oh, I need a drink. Hang on. This is thirsty work. Did you hear that? Two. Sorry. Absolutely. Let's pop that in. Broken heartedness. Is it in? Are we in? No. Are we in? Oh, yes. Okay, we got broken artiness. How many have we got there? Have we got anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, We've got three left. Who? Strife. Strife. Now I know what Sam feels like. Let me go this way. Excuse me. Mm. <laughs> 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 this is unfair. <laughs> Can someone shut in my back, please? Okay. All right. From what I gather, we've got two more. No, no, good. We're good, we're done. That's good news. Oh, right. Can you imagine? (laughs) Thank you, Claire. That's uh, wonderful. And, And obviously there were a few extras on there. Just be patient for me. Just make sure I'm reasonable. Right now there are people in this congregation who are carrying one, two, or all of those things in their life. And this is what you're like. You're going through life and you're struggling. You're going through life and trying to run. just gets harder year in, year out. You think you've dealt with stuff, but that stuff is still in the back of your life in your thinking it comes up when you hear something when you hear a particular piece of music when you hear a particular conversation when there's certain things that happen in your life and and perhaps it's hate perhaps it's bitterness or unforgiveness maybe you just get so angry about certain things and your life is just way down and you, and you're struggling excuse me this is what the bible says in proverbs chapter 12 Verse 25, it says this. Worry, now it's one of our things up there. Worry weighs a person down. Welcome to my world. Because this is weighing me down in my life. And I'm only doing this for a few moments in a morning's meeting. But worry when you wake up in the morning, you go to bed worrying the next night, and you wake up and you're still worrying. You're worrying about your family. You're worrying about your finances. You're worrying about COVID. You're worrying about what comes next. You're worrying about the war. Sufficient are the concerns for today. Why worry about tomorrow? That is Jesus, not me. This is unnecessary baggage in the journey of our life. You don't need to continue to carry it. Psalm 38 verse 4 says this. Do we have this one up there? Guilt. My guilt is like a heavy burden and I'm sinking beneath its weight. Can you see that these things that we bury, we pretend they no longer exist, we live in such a way that it's not having an effect, but actually by the words that we speak, by the way which we communicate with others, by the lifestyles that we live, we are living with weights that are unnecessary. The things that are hindering us running our best race. I can guarantee you, without this on my back, I could have run around this building a lot quicker. In fact, you could ask Sam whether I could run around, because I beat Sam in table tennis. I did say I may mention this. I beat Sam in table tennis twice at Momentum on Friday night, and I beat Kerwin Jr., twice, um, and I'm just boasting. (laughs) Okay, there's another way. I'll put it in myself. We cannot continue to live with this kind of weight. We cannot effectively be used by God the way he wants to use us all the time that we've got this around our shoulders. Can you imagine? You know, there isn't one person, I don't think... There may be not many people in the room right now that could take me on at a race between here and, and, the, and the gate of the building and not beat me this morning. There may be one or two others that may not beat me, but that's maybe more age-related. Um, but, but I am not going to run at my potential. And if you're carrying stuff... Look at the list. Hate, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger... Fear, insecurity, rejection, hurts, hurts, <laughs> worry, guilt, offence, broken-heartedness, strife. I could preach on every one of those, but it won't be as effective as seeing this. We need to deal with this. What do we need to do? We need to learn to shake them off. We need to learn to shake it off. Because until we shake off some of these things from our life, you know, right, on, cool, give it a shake. This, this is an interactive Sunday morning. Shake it off. See, there may be stuff in your life and just, oh, I'm going to shake it off. See, for me, oh, let me get it to the edge of my shoulders. See, I've got a. Oh, where is it? There. I've got to, I've got to... Oh, shake. oh that's what I've been carrying. <laughs> oh, I feel light again. Because until we shake it off, we won't know how or what freedom feels like. You won't know what true freedom. It was for freedom that Christ has come to set us free. It was for Freedom. Freedom from the weights and the sin. They're, they're just the weights, not necessarily the sin. They're the weights that we all carry, plus others that others mentioned. We've got to shake it off so that we can live free. Philippians, one again, one of my favorite passages of Scripture because I, I, in this part, I, I just so identify in Paul's life and what he was sharing, what he was saying. And, and, and to me, I've... I've pressed into this particular scripture over and over again over the years of my life. And it says this in Philippians 3, verse 12 to 15. It says, not that I have already attained. If you think you've attained, you're mistaken. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Come on, we all make mistakes in this room. We've all blown it in some way or another. We're all on a level playing field, but don't stay where you were, don't stay in that place where, hang on, I've made mistakes, I haven't perfected, I'm no good, don't stay there, looking unto Jesus, remember, we press on, that we may lay hold of that which Christ has also laid hold of me, there are things that we need to lay hold on, that Jesus has said, I've prepared this for you, I have made a way for you to walk into this, therefore, lay hold of me, Don't give up on your journey. Don't give up partway through. Don't just say, well, I'll never make it. I'll never be like that person or that person. I'll never be free of this or that. No, no, no. Don't say that. But lay hold of the truths of God's word that says you can. It says, but I press on. Church, keep pressing on. Keep pressing through. For that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that have gone behind and reaching for those things that are ahead. There are so many things in your life and in mine that I am just so thankful that I can lay aside. I can forget those things that have gone behind. The mistakes, the sin, the issues, the worries the fears, the insecurities. I've had every one of those in my life. I've experienced every category on there. But I've chosen not to be held by my past, but but be free by my future. I've not allowed my past to keep me pulling back and this weight that I can't bear. That's why Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Cast all your care. First uh, Peter 5, I think 17-ish. He said, cast all your care on me, for I care for you. But we carry on running around in life with it strapped to our back. Come on, family church. It's time to shake off the things of the past. It's time to shake off those things that have held us back. It's time to shake off... You know, I, I, I remember preaching this when I was out in, in Ghana in 1999. I was at a student meeting, a university student campus, and um, the protege of Benson Idahosa. Have you, any, anybody ever heard of Benson Idahosa? He was a big, famous individual back in Africa, um, and his protege was meant to be speaking. I didn't know that. I thought it was meant to be me speaking. So I got up and preached. And this is the scripture I preached. And then I sat down and he leant over to me. And he said, do you realize I was the speaker tonight? I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I hadn't realized. And he said, what a word. <laughs> and it's like, okay. But, but we've got to lay aside so we can lay hold. You, can, you will not be able to lay hold until you've laid aside. We've got got to live free. We've got to live with the burdens gone and dealt with in the journey of our life. It's time to shake off those things and press towards the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's it's our time to live without the stuff that so easily ensnares us. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. There's stuff that's happened in my life. There's stuff that's happened in our family. There's stuff that's happened in my children, my grandchildren. There's stuff. You know, little Gracie's. she's not here today. She's got three heart conditions. One hole in the heart, a valve that's not reacting properly, and the flaps that aren't closing correctly. She's got three heart issues. Stuff happens. But that doesn't mean that I don't lay hold of God and keep running. Stuff happens that is unexpected. You don't expect. There's certain things that a week ago I didn't expect, and a week later it's happened. But God in the midst of it. Am I going to carry some jealousy, hurt, um, unforgiveness, worry, offense, strife? I've got to keep my life as pure and as uncluttered as I can. Never judge another man's life until you walk in his shoes. And that goes for every one of us in this room. But you know what? The Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens. I forgot I was going to get to that. Bear ye one another. I was going to get someone to come along and take it off my back and run with it instead of me. I forgot about that scripture. But you know what? That's what it means. Why do we carry the burden when actually the Bible says, bear you one another's. Walk with one another to such a degree that it releases and relieves the pressure that you may be going through. Stuff happens. It's time to shake off the stuff that can so easily ensnare us in this journey. Are you ready today to lay aside some stuff? Can you see what that effect can have in a person's life? There was a moment in Paul's life where he boarded a ship that ended up in a shipwreck. And he ended up on an island called Malta. And as he was in... Uh, landed on the shores and they were gathering sticks to burn a fire and, and to warm up because they were so cold in the water. And a snake comes out and bites him. And all the islanders are thinking, let's, let's see what happens to this guy. He's going to froth at the mouth, he's going to shake, he's going to whatever it is and just drop down dead. Now I want to read this to you because there's something so, so powerful that every one of us needs to do. Because we have an enemy that is called the father of lies and the serpent of old. And he will lie to you about every one of these and those things that are true in your life that you're holding on to. He is a father of lies and he is the serpent of old. Acts 28 verse 3 to 6 says this, And Paul, gathering an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven by the heat bit him on the hand. The people on the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake. I love that picture. He shook off the snake, into the fire and was unharmed. And the people waited for him to swell up and suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a God. How fickle are people? We deal with fickle people because we're all fickle in some ways. Let's deal with fickleness in our life. One moment we're saying he's a murderer. Next minute we're saying he's a god. How people can change their minds so quickly. But Paul shook off the snake. Let that drop into your heart this morning. Paul shook off the snake. When a fence comes knocking at your door, Guess who wants to take a bite out of you and poison your journey with thoughts about another person? I could put on my bag, I'm not going to, but I could go running over to Sil- to Stevie. And she says, I don't like your shirt. Oh, okay, please yourself. I am going to talk to you ever again. I've just... Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> I've just taken offense, and I'm carrying that in my life. It's so easy. Offense is such a simple thing. We get offended by the silly little things of life, but you know what? They, they're just one weight. It doesn't really affect. It doesn't really change much. But that offense can turn into a hurt. They hurt me. I'm not going to forgive them. Then I'm feeling anger and rejection. And it just carries on and carries on until before you know it, one little thing about my incredible shirt becomes a weight so enormous that you can't run. Or as you're going out of here in the car park Some reckless, careless driver, thank you, some reckless, careless driver pulls out in front of you and hits the front of your car, but then blames you for what took place. No Christian in this place would do that. Yes, they would. I would. No, I wouldn't. But we all have a tendency to blame others for the mistakes in our own life, don't we? So who's to say that someone wouldn't blame you for not looking where you were going or being on your phone? I saw you on your phone. Well, Yeah, but I, I could see you come. Yeah, but you were on your phone. And we begin to blame. And then we have a few offences and we have a bit of strife and then we have a rejection, and then an unforgiveness, and then we're bitter about, and then we're carrying the whole bag of weight. Jesus said, uh, is it Jesus? No, somebody said it Old Testament. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that become the big things. But what do we do? As Christians, we we've got to shake it off. We've got to let the anointing of God be the oil that doesn't let those things stick. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit so fill you that when someone, when the attitude of unforgiveness rises up, we forgive. When the attitude of worry or the thought of worry or that feeling of worry rises up, we say, no, peace. He gave a peace that surpasses all understanding to guard my heart and my mind through Jesus Christ. When, when hurts, he took my hurts He was wounded for my transgressions, and by his stripes I'm healed. I'm not going to allow this to hit me. I tell you what, this is such a liberating message. When someone belittles you or offends you or rejects you, it's like the bite of Satan, and we shake it off. When we feel justified in harboring an offense or an unforgiveness, It's like the snake attaching itself to your life. You shake it off. When fear or insecurity or rejection come knocking your door, you shake it off. It doesn't come near my life because I'm in him. If you are going to stay the course in spite of the trials and the persecution and the troubles that may come, You can't harbour on. You can't cling on to these things. You need to be free. If we're going to stay on track, don't allow distractions to lead us off course. If we're going to stay in our lane, we've got to be focused on the price. What is the price? Hebrews chapter chapter 12, verse 2. And it says, Looking away From all that would distract us and focus focus in our eyes on Jesus. Every one of these things and more will distract you from the spiritual walk you have with God. It will erode your journey. It will eat away on the the spiritual man of who you are in God. Every one of those will eat away. But it says... If you want the key to running this race, it is looking away from all that would distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter, the beginning and the end of our faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. So church today, my heart for you, my my heart for you and your journey of life is if you need to shake some stuff off today, you do it. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to close. But I'm going to ask you to stand. Because this is about you and your journey. It's about you and your race. It's about you in your lane. You are in your lane today. But what are you carrying? What weight, not the sin, but what weight are you carrying? What do you need to deal with today? Before we leave this meeting, before we leave the presence of God here corporately together, what do you need to lay aside? For some, it may be sin. For others, it could be the weights that so easily ensnare us. I don't believe there's anybody in the room that can turn around and say, I've got no weight, I've got no sin The Bible even says, if you say you have no sin, then you're denying yourself. Let's get real with God today. Let's take a moment. Let us lay aside, because we do this. God can't do this. This is what we do. We lay aside every sin. We lay aside every weight. We do it. We Lay hold of what he has for us. It's down to our journey, our choices. I can't make you lay aside. God can't make you lay aside. You do. And in this room right now, let's lay it aside. Come on, let's get real before God. Let's close our eyes. Let's get real before God. Search me. Holy Spirit, search me. Every person in this room, let that be the cry of your heart right now. Lord God, search my heart. Reveal those things in my life. Help me to deal with them and lay them aside. Help me to focus on you, Lord, the author and the finisher of my faith. Help me not to be distracted by those things that would trip me up. Holy Spirit, right now, pinpoint in each of our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God is here to do heart surgery. The issues of the heart. Father, right across this room, I thank you that you've been speaking. You've been moving. You've been highlighting. I thank you, Lord, for all those words that have been just highlighted by by your pen in our life today. Those things that have just been a weight in our life for years. Lord, today I thank you that we can experience your freedom. Every deep-rooted issue I take authority over right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray a release of the Spirit of God over your life today. Lord, just as you said, it was for freedom that Christ has come to set us free. I release that freedom in every life in this place today. Lord, that every weight be lifted off our shoulder and every yoke be broken and destroyed by the anointing of God in our lives today. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. Fall afresh. Right across this room, Father, we just thank you. Fall afresh. Remove that burden. Remove that hurt. Remove the guilt. Remove the shame. Remove the jealousy. Remove that unforgiveness. Remove that bitterness. Remove those uh, areas where we've been offended. Lord, remove those things that have taken a hold of our life and caused strife and Hurt and anger and resentment, Lord. Those things of our past that that have hindered our future. Father, we bow before you. We release them before you. And we say, Lord, would you touch us afresh? I thank you, Lord. Break off the yoke from off our shoulders. Break off that yoke that has weighed us down. Holy Spirit, right across this room, every heart, Lord, I pray for deep healing, healing of the physical body, healing of the natural mind, healing deep within in this room today. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus, God, oh, let there be the cry of a heart. We surrender our will to you. We surrender these things that have weighed us down. We surrender to them, them all to you. You said, cast all your care, all your burdens, once and for all on you. And Father, today I pray in every heart and every family, every situation that we've dealt with, Lord, we, we cast them on you. Lord, I pray as we walk out of this room today, there will be a lightness in our spirit. And we won't go searching for these things again. But Lord, today, know, knowing that we've brought them before you, and Lord, that you've dealt with them, help us in our mind to deal with them as well. Healing. Of the mind restoring of the mind of the soul of who we are father we thank you that you've perfected us in our spirit but lord you restore our mind you restore our soul and i pray lord there will be restoration that takes place in this place today those things that have held us down, kept us captive, Father that today there will be a freedom and a lightness and a Lord, the chains and the fetters that have held us in captivity would be broken by the power and the sword of your word. Father, I thank you. Lord, I pray that the word of God today, Lord, will be sealed. In every heart and every mind in this room. Lord God, seal your word so that when anything like this comes our way, we would just shake it off rather than take it to heart. Shake it off, church. Shake it off. And be free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. I'd like us to sing a song as we go out. I know we're sort of close to time, but I'd like us to sing a song. And I'm going to th- hear the team are looking at me, what song? I'd like us to cl- declare the name of Jesus over every situation. Just declare the name of Jesus. I don't know if you, if you can be searching at the back, that'd be great. If you can be ready at the front, that'd be wonderful. But let's not run out the room. Okay. You may have other things that you need to do the presence of God is here. If, if there's anything more pressing right now than the presence of God, please feel free to leave. That means everyone's staying. <laughs> I believe God's doing a work. And we can do teas and coffees in a minute, and I'm going to encourage everyone to stay and get connected. Know each other, because it's powerful and real right now. But I believe we need to declare the name of Jesus over everything, over every life, every hour, over our future. Whatever you want to add to that line or those thoughts are in it, you declare it over your life as well because your words have power.